Welcome to Living Fully Alive, where we talk all things mission. I'm Caden. I'm Seth. And today we're drinking coffee. Yes, we as always. Are. You like your coffee black? Um, personally, yeah. In the mornings, in the mornings, I'm a big uh, black coffee kind of guy. But like in the evenings. In the evenings, I might spice it up, get a caramel macchiato, or like, I don't know, maybe a tea. I've been trying to drink more tea lately. Um, I thought caramel macchiatos were just caramel coffee. Yeah, it's, like, it's just like a caramel latte with more caramel. It's, it's really not coffee, it's just sugar. It's a shot of espresso. I mean, more or less, yeah. With a bunch of milk. I have a problem with it. I like them a lot. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you, know, like <laughs> you disagree with it? Yeah, it's just, yeah, no, I got big okay. beef. Hey, what about you? Black coffee, regular? Mm, I don't like black coffee. I like to, I typically just like, okay, I like black coffee with creamer. Mm. Um, so you like it when it, there's a little bit of flavor, mm-hmm. not vanilla. bitterness or like smooth. vanilla. Yeah, I'm a, I'm going to be completely honest. French vanilla cappuccinos from a gas station <laughs> are like, <laughs> are my favorite thing. And like, let me tell you why. Okay. All right, you ready for this? I think so. Okay, well, <laughs> they're like a buck. Like legit, like a buck twenty-five. No, yeah, coffee at like, gas stations is super cheap. For like a thirty-eight ounce or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like one of those tall ones. Yeah. And then like, you know, it's terrible for you, but like, it's so, so good. Coffee's not terrible, terrible for you. Well, no, gas station coffee. Oh, probably. I don't is know. Is like, it's like coffee's really pretty good for you. I mean, I think so. Coffee's holy. Yes, it is. It's been baptized. Is that crazy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, I don't remember the year, but it was baptized, kind of, I guess. <coughs> I think it was like, yeah, like. I don't know how to. How do, how do you, <laughs> like, it's it's baptized, but not, like, baptized, baptized. I guess so. It's blessed, set aside, right? Yeah. Okay, so the story of coffee. Yeah. Give it, we got to tell, tell the story. Tell us, Caden, please, please. Back in the olden days, before every every corner had a Starbucks. What did they do? Um, they didn't drink coffee. They were just tired all the time. Oh my gosh! But then one day, this farmer, his sheep, I think, because um, coffee comes from a it comes from a berry. I thought it's, it was a it, bean. It's not just it, there's a bean inside the berry. Oh. It's it's not just a bean okay. on on a tree. It comes from a berry. So this <clears throat> sheep ate one of the berries, and he got super hyper. And the farmer's like, "What the heck?" Yeah. is going yeah, yeah, yeah. on why is my sheep all hyper um <laughs> and so he was like i gotta take this to the to the priest sure um so he did and then he the priest was like no like this is satanic because it changes how you act it changes and, how the sheep are acting look at them and um and he said take it and get rid of it and throw it in the fire so he did and he threw it in the fire and the first cup of coffee was was brewed um because it was roasted really and, uh, well, anyways, so then coffee's on the black market for a little bit. Um, <laughs> the, uh, it's the black market before they had internet. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the dark alley, like, you know, mm-hmm. like the guy has a trench coat, opens it up, a bunch of coffee beans. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it was on the black market for a little bit. And then they like started going, they finally like went to like the Pope, Pope Clement at the time. They're like, Pope, Papa, you, you, you got to exor- exercise. Yeah, you got to ex. Yeah. Well, what I'm trying to say. Like, is he fat? Like, he needs exercise? Or? No. He no. was fat. He was very fat. <laughs> I was say he was fat. He was a big, a big guy. Yeah, also, that's For a... what reason, I, I don't know. He was, he was fat. He, he wasn't They're saying, coffee. please excommunicate. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Please excommunicate yeah. this coffee. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I got to try it before I'm going to excommunicate it. I'm yeah. not crazy, right? Of course. He said, give me a cup of coffee. And he did. 
and he started running around. Lost he a lot goes, of this Satan's drink is so delicious, we should baptize it to steal it from him. Ooh. And so they did. Ooh. And then yeah. most of the pubs in Italy at the time turned into coffee bars. Really? So it's very Catholic during coffee. I am. That's why there's a bunch of like coffee places in Italy is because of the Catholics. So let's say, hypothetically, mm-hmm. if I have six to eight cups a day, like, does that make me pretty holy? You should be levitating at that point. <laughs> Shoot. Well, hypothetically, what if I'm drinking six to eight cups of coffee a day and I'm not, and I'm not levitating? You must be in some sin. Shoot. <laughs> Just take your cup of coffee next time you go to confession, take it with you. Yeah. Pour father a glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, hey, this could be a little bit. <laughs> Just <laughs> Make father get comfy. Please. I wonder if that'd be good, actually, if you brought your priest a cup of coffee for confession. Because think, they're probably just tired in there. Are they allowed to drink during confession? I know a lot of them read in between confessions when they're waiting. I would think. Because, I mean, I've been to I would love it like if the person I was confessing brought me coffee. Well, I mean, you can't do it right now. I mean, they can tell priest. you their sins. But, like, oh, well, yeah. You can't really do anything. I have seminarian friends that always, all the time get asked, like, hey, can you hear my confession? He's like, I can hear it. I can't do anything yeah, can't about do anything. it. Um, so. But I know, because like, I've been to confession, like, outside of like at different camps or something like that before yeah and like you know the priest might have like a bottle of water but like that's true yeah I mean, you that's always little, water and i feel like that's more that's a little different than like a cup of coffee i don't know i just think of fulton sheen let them have coffee <clears throat> before meditation yeah you know and next time i go to confession i'm gonna make sure it's outside and drink some coffee with the priest <laughs> that's an idea yeah is it a good idea? I would say so. Yeah. Depends on the priest. Yeah. And if they're tired. True. And if, if they like coffee. Some if it's like, a, if like, like a two-hour confession and it's an hour or two, they could probably use it. Yeah, like if it's a bad week and it's been, and I have to do a two-hour confession, like, mm-hmm. going to need some coffee. Bring them some coffee. Yeah, maybe some espresso shots. Just the shot? Yeah. Or yeah. a coffee with espresso shots? Well, like, shots. Do, you, do you ever do just the shot? No. Oh. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I, yeah, I would never. That's kind of how they do it in Italy, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They don't, like, sit down and enjoy it like we do. They just, you walk into a bar, they give you a shot of coffee, you take it, and you leave. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, I have a problem of doing the total opposite of, like, just walking in and then staying for a couple hours kind of thing. That's all you you do is you're at coffee places all day long. I'm a coffee shop. Even when you're home, you just go to coffee bars. Yeah. Coffee shops. Yeah, that's where a lot of money goes. You just gotta budget it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I need to budget in my coffee shop spending. I just like to make my own coffee because it costs a lot of money to buy coffee. It does make it a lot. Oh, whoa. Words. Words. Hard. Words are hard. I was gonna say it does. Oh, wow. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Words are involved in podcasting, and Seth has none. He's wordless. Yeah, I wish you would have told me that before. Uh, that you were that podcast this. entailed. Like, I would have to have. <laughs> it's it's not just writing yeah well no even at that that's still words that's still words what can you do because you've been riding i can ride a bike now now you can't you can't can't swim swim. i can't swim yes i can't swim we did we We did say we would talk about that seth can't swim yeah why not okay so basically i got kicked out of swim class when i was a child Mm -hmm. because it's like day one right and they're like hey we're going to go jump off into the deep end and someone's going to be in there to catch you, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, now, like, close your eyes and imagine, like, a six-year-old Seth, like, 
buzzed haircut. It's just the same, just smaller. I'm, I'm basically the same person now. Yeah. Um. Well, maybe smaller. I don't know. Probably smaller. You probably weren't six foot. Well, yeah, I was probably about five eight. Yeah. But like, so wait, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine that, right? Mm-hmm. And I go to get on the diving board. No one's in the water to catch me. A tragedy. Yeah, and I'm like, it's like 13 feet. Mm-hmm. I can't stand. What like what do they want me yeah, to do? Yeah, you can't stand. You're only five eight. That's yeah, I'm only five eight at six years old. Like I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm not doing this. And they go, Well, if you ain't gonna do it, you can just go home. And like, so I was like, Okay. I feel like they're a lot sassier in your mind than they probably actually were. Yeah, it was probably me just like crying on the diving board, and they had to like carry me off. <laughs> just like, but, okay, well you just gotta wait for your parents, and you're just like, Oh, really? <laughs> oh, I have to wait for my parents now. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I can't swim. I never learned. Um, I didn't know how to ride a bike until, um, two summers ago. Hmm. I learned that in Colorado. So that's a good place to learn with the hills. Yeah, I know. After five minutes of riding around in a uh, cul-de-sac, um, we went on a hill. That was scary. (laughs) First time I rode a a bike, I I didn't get very far. I went straight down my, my driveway, right into a curb. Then after that, I was fine. <laughs> but it was, it was right into I'm out on my Batman bike. Ooh, was it the silver break? You, yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm glad yeah. you can ride a bike now. Yeah, me too. I feel you like can, I can... you can travel house to house now and evangelize. Yeah, just get a white shirt and a tie. Hmm. Well, I feel like someone someone does that. No, I, I don't think so. It. Yeah, no. I think we should do it. I think I think no, no one's one else, doing yeah, it. Yeah, no one else is going door to door in a white dress shirt and a tie. Add it to the ministry. I mean, Full yeah. Life Ministry is a door-to-door ministry. Yeah, we can. We'll provide the dress shirt and the tie. You know, like I just feel compelled. We should ask them if they know Jesus Christ. Yeah, because I think how do people don't? Yeah, yeah. It's like I, I feel like yeah. There's just a lot of people that don't. Mm-hmm. We should do that. We should. Yeah, because I don't think anyone's doing it right now. I don't think that's a good way to evangelize. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen that that cartoon of them at the door? Hmm. I'm um, saying, have you, like, uh, like, d- like I don't know, like, do you know where our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is or something? Sure. And Jesus is hiding behind the curtain. <laughs> you can see his feet it's like, hanging it's like, out. It's like, it's like a, like a hiding search him. warrant or something like yeah. that. <laughs> do you know our Lord Jesus Christ? They have, like, a picture of him. It's like, have you seen this man? <laughs> do you know this man? It's like, well, um, yes. No, yes. Well, who's asking? Yeah. It's like, who wants to know? Um, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Hey, what are you going to do about it? No, yeah, it's probably not my ideal way of evangelizing. Or what living. is your ideal way of evangelizing? Um, well, probably my favorite way was when I did Totus Tuus mm. um, out in Colorado, where I learned how to ride my bike. Okay, so Ray started off the summer great. <laughs> Wait, that was the same time? Yeah, no, because um, I went out there because um, it was my birthday. I went out there a week early to celebrate my birthday with some of my friends out there because uh-huh. um, my parents were gone. Uh-huh. Like, they want to spend they my left 19th. You. All alone. Are you the in least my favorite? Home. In my family? Yeah. No, my back hurts because I just carry all the good looks and all the attention in my family. I think Mike Conrad would disagree with you. Yeah, Mike Conrad, give us a five-star review and uh, let us know. <laughs> let us, if you give five-star, you're saying that you're the better-looking one. Yeah. Um, but I think <laughs> when I did, so like when I did Toast to Us, that was yeah. probably like the first time I actually like came to understand what evangelizing meant a little bit. Because, um, truth be told, 
Uh, when I uh, do you mean evangelization in general or new evangelization? Um, new. Okay, let's explain a new evangelization because it's not. This isn't a new way to evangelize. Well, well yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, uh, it's like having greater emphasis on those who are already baptized. Yeah, there's two evangelize. There's like two <laughs> categories under evangelizing, right? You got the old and the new. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ad, agentum. Agentum. Uh, agentas. Mission, mission. Mission to the Gentiles. Yeah. Which is those who do not know Christ. Yeah. And there's new evangelization, which is just helping people dive further into yeah. people that are already baptized, which. I really haven't found myself in a situation to try to teach someone to Jesus that did not know Jesus. Personally, I... But I'm really good at helping people that are already Catholic die further in their faith. Yeah, because I think that is a thing. Like, it's um, easier... Which is our ministry, if we're being honest. Well, we're not to the yeah. Gentiles. We're to the parishes that are Catholic, yeah. but helping them yeah. create culture. Because I feel like nowadays, you know, a lot of people are baptized or already, like, know of Jesus kind of thing. They most, just yeah, most, yeah. Um, aren't don't understand i guess i think, yeah, I think like, most of it's just a misunderstanding yeah i'll say it's a big thing of like just misunderstanding like what to do how to do it kind of thing like how to you know dive deeper in your faith and yeah and i would, like i would agree when you're when you're a parent mm-hmm. um and like you don't know how to pray or all this stuff um you see the side effects um so to speak like to your children um that's one thing i noticed a lot on totus tuus was um kids not knowing kids um that's what i experienced whenever i travel too and yeah. the retreats it's there's there was this this big gap where I, I don't know if it was because parents assumed that Catholic schools and like Sunday school was going to teach like the kids teach you everything. everything. Yeah. Um because we have a huge lack, I think, of the domestic church. Some families do it extremely well. Yeah. Um I think you can but, tell. You can tell like which families like are like catechizing their kids well. No, you you a hundred percent can. I especially like seeing those photos of like those little little like three or four year old kids dressed up as priests. Practicing yeah. mass. That's that, all. That was okay. So during Tosus, we did that each week. You dressed up as a priest and practiced mass. Um, yes. <laughs> no. Uh, we um, <laughs> we had like six outfits, and for each grade, we picked uh, usually the cutest kid, and come in, like the <laughs> nun or the priest outfit. And so like, and you know, it's one size fits all. But yeah. like sometimes it's huge on the kid. And, like, uh, I'm gonna cry because this is like super sweet. But like, <laughs> one time. This uh, this kid, we put him in, I think his name's Andrew. He's just this really small, uh, like, third grader, I think. Mm-hmm. And he has, like, you know, the whole priest garment on. And, like, he's, like, he's, like, flowing his arms around. And I was, like, Father, Father, can you hear my confession? And he was, like, I can do that. <laughs> and I was, like, oh, my heart. <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> um... <laughs> It was so sweet. Like, that was one of the highlights of my time was, like, each week knowing that these kids are going to – because a lot of kids, they've never seen a nun. Uh, mm. Like, they've never seen a Franciscan or a Dominican, right? Because mm-hmm. we had some different religious orders, habits. <laughs> when I was a kid, I didn't I, – I, I always thought when I was younger, I guess I'm not even a kid, like, three, like, four years ago probably, I was like, I can be a priest. I like women, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> so this is a big misunderstanding. I got right when I visited the Come and See weekend, and the priest was like – yeah, no, um, just so you guys know, we, we, we think girls are attractive. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and I was actually, like, oh, no. I was like, so do I. Like, something doesn't change, you know? Chronic kind of creation, no matter what, is still beautiful. Yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, because, I mean, at least when I was a kid, like, I thought nuns was really, really scary. Um, <laughs> they're portrayed poorly in media because they're always just, like, the mean people that run yeah, the schools. You know, like, they're going to, I mean, you know. Bless my dad. But, like, my dad was a little bit of a troublemaker back in, you know, gross Catholic school in Omaha. Yes. And, like, 
he told me stories like times like where they would take a ruler and like this is before you know like there was like rules rules yeah they took rules and like they were like that <laughs> like, was slapped their knuckles like yeah, that was back right? in the day when it was yeah it was very different on how i mean rightfully so he, he you know kind of deserved it he was a <laughs> troublemaker but um yeah i don't know but like it was so fun because like these kids were like whoa like this happened so cool like i feel so beautiful i'm like whoa that's cool. like that's like really deep like you don't know what you just said but like like you just like wrecked me <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and like they're like four oh not four fourth grade sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're so not four i can see a four-year-old doing that <laughs> well okay so um i'm not how old, how old are you when you're in first grade was that like six i don't want to do the math i'm six gonna say seven. yes okay you're 12 and you're in sixth grade so in fifth grade you're 11 mm. fourth grade 10 mm. right yeah, and what, you make your Third, first confession nine. when you're seven? I made it when I was in second grade. Okay, so I had a second grader. Um, he just, like, that. Uh, before we got there, he recently just did his first confession. and we Wait, for confession? Yeah. Oh, crap. I think, it's, I think it's probably seven. Because don't you do it before you receive first communion? Yeah, you do. I... Th- it's like between first and second and third grade, somewhere in there, probably. Yeah, yeah, that, that timeline. I think okay, it, all dioceses are different. It's the thing though. Yeah, because like some uh, some dioceses, like they do baptism, like uh, I mean, sorry, uh, confirmation really early on. I mine some, did it late. I don't know. Really? I, mine was in high school. Oh, I did mine in junior high, like seventh or eighth grade, I think. I think I was yeah. going into high school when I did it. Mm-hmm. But this kid, who's you know, he's probably like seven. We uh, take him to confession before mass and. He just, he's standing in line, just <sighs> huffing and puffing, like, throwing his arms around. I'm like, hey, Ben, like, what's going on, dude? And he was like, I feel so heavy. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I feel so heavy because of my sin. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, like, bro, you're in third grade. Like, what? Yeah, dude, I don't know, kids are awesome. Like, they're awesome without knowing that they're awesome. Yeah, I think that's why they're so awesome. It's like... You don't like what they don't understand. Like sometimes they say things and you're like, mm. "That is like profound." Like, like, is this providence? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like yeah. Like they don't sometimes. Well, I mean, obviously they don't realize like what they. Uh, yeah, like what they're saying and like how big the impact it's gonna have on the receptors' life. I guess. Yeah. No, I mean that's what that's one good thing about Toast too is is that they are going around helping because, like, like those. You just reach so many kids that are just so done with the faith because they ha- they they feel forced to do something whenever they go to church or yep. when they go to school. But when they go home, they're, they're free, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it's not part; it's not ingrained in their life. It's something that they're forced to do. Mm-hmm. And then they don't talk about it at home. They don't pray together as a family. Yeah. And vocations are typically discouraged. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh no, I mean for sure, right? You know, like you'll, I mean, I remember, you know, growing up at like at my public school, you know, like our teachers would <laughs> sometimes like tease us or like uh like if they knew you were catholic or something like that like it'd be like oh shoot you're gonna be a priest and then we're like oh no that's true priests oftentimes could no, be I don't a bad be a thing priest. like you're holy you could be a priest Ooh, Ooh. daunting ah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh, we'll be right back <laughs> Thank you. 
Huge thank you today to our sponsors, Religious Roast Coffee Company. Religious Roast is a company that puts saints on their backs. They name all their coffees after saints, like this one, which is St. Francis of Assisi Turtle Blend, Our Lady Mount Carmel's other ones, and Benedictine Breakfast Blend. And all of them feature a prayer on the bag to help you have a morning offering while your coffee is brewed. So you can pray that you can pray it and start to offer your day to God rather than later. And morning offering is actually part of our seven habits with our movement. So if you're trying to get started with that, a great way to do that is Religious Roast Coffee Company. And we'll give you 10% off with the link in the show notes. So check them out, follow them on Instagram, and follow us too while you're at it. Welcome back. Yeah. Oh, right. We just had a little... Uh, coffee break yeah. not really because we're already drinking coffee we just stayed here we didn't move <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're back hope you guys had a good a good break um you know my my when i think of new evangelization i think of my times as a camp counselor oh down at uh, what is it Arlie Guadalupe? Arlie de guadalupe in oklahoma city well it's not in oklahoma city but with the archdiocese of oklahoma city sure. um camp counseling is weird there, I was the self-proclaimed hot lifeguard. I was the only lifeguard. Um, so you know how to swim. Yes, I wasn't the only lifeguard, but I did take that title. I was. I had fun at that summer camp because I, I always think of my days as a lifeguard because on the first like yeah. time they swim, we have to give them like a swim test. So okay. you have to like break down all the rules and stuff. Yeah. And I would I would like to go over them, break down the rules and stuff to them. And I was just like, okay, like this is how it's gonna work. You know, like you just you know you you practice here, like you swim across and all that type of stuff. But I go over there and I was like, if you aren't comfortable being in the deep end, don't go in the deep end because I don't know how to swim. I'm gonna have to fish you out with a hook. And they'd be like, do you not do you really know how to swim? I went and I just go tell them. Oh, shh. I was like, hey. They don't know. Like they only got me here because I'm hot. They <laughs> they don't know. I don't know how to swim. And the kids went, oh, okay. <laughs> and then absolutely tear. And then like like they'd ask the other like lifeguards like, can he really not swim? And like come to me like, what are you telling them, right? <laughs> and stuff like that. And uh, well, so this if if you save somebody, you get like a hundred dollar bonus. So I would all when we had our when we had my fellow counselors when their siblings would be there, I would tell them that. I'd be so like, hey. Incentive for <laughs> so I would tell, I would say, it's like, hey, I'll split the money with you. Yeah, you like, <laughs> just show signs of struggle, man. Maybe go a little blue. <laughs> and, they would, and they would just keep going up and down, up and down. And like, there's somebody who come over to like, stop making him drown. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I had, a, had an empire. <laughs> so it's a pyramid scheme. It's a pyramid scheme. You see, I'm at the top. I get all these kids to drown. I'm the hot uh, swim guard. Everyone else is beneath me. Mm-hmm. If they all struggle, we each get like at least fifty bucks. Well, okay. So like one week, our, our person that was in charge of the aquatics, he was he was gone. He's a he's in seminary and he was he was at a silent retreat. Mm-hmm. And so I was just I was like I'm in charge. No one put me in charge, but I said I was in charge. Okay. And so what I did was I was like, this is our new rule: do not resuscitate. Immediately baptize and give to the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and he came back and he loved it. We never had to do it, okay? So you never got 100 bucks? Never got 100 bucks from it. Well, that's a shame. Yeah, well, it wouldn't have mattered because the new rule, you know, was just to give to the Lord. I mean, true. But, like, do you get 100 bucks if you at least take them out of the water and baptize them? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I didn't read into it. I don't even know if the $100 was a real thing. It could have just that's, been, like, a, like a folklore. Is save somebody or give them to the Lord? What's I guess I give them to the Lord. Yeah, what's the, what's the difference? <laughs> Uh, but my uh, life earning license is expired, obviously. <laughs> I wonder why. 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was I was pretty good. I, don't, I thought they would just would give it to me for a long time. I, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know why they removed it. Um, wait, did you get like removed, or they, did it just expire? Expires. Expires after two years. Because I was certified in kissing. I mean, uh, in mouth to mouth, and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, it expires after two years. Um, but yeah, I always think of my lifeguard days whenever I think of, of that. Because like, of your <laughs> yeah, I just think of the summer camp as a whole. I, I think of my kids drowning. So yes, no. <laughs> I did actually. Okay, we, it was it was great because it was it was great to show the kids that you could have fun, but also pray. Because we had stuff like uh, we had had this group where you pair up the guys and the girls. It was called they're called God Squads. Um, you know, got squatted up, right? And so you come together oh and you would talk about, like, you know, whatever theme it was for the day and that, yeah. and that type of stuff. And then we always had, like, night prayer and all that. And then um, there's a big ca- – the camp prayers at the end of the uh, – like, every single morning a cabin did a prayer and every single night a cabin did a prayer. The sacred night that you always wanted was Thursday night. It was the last night. <laughs> okay. You hit them hard. Yeah. I loved having Thursday night because I could always make them cry. What did you do? I don't know. I, it's just okay. What I would do is I would take them outside and I would lay them on our outdoor basketball court and have them just Did look up at the stars. Them? Oh wait. Yeah. No. <laughs> do something cheesy like put oceans on in the background, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Which always gets people right. I love oceans. And I would just talk into a microphone very passionately yeah. um, about receiving the Father's love, okay. about giving God permission to love you. And then, and I, my intention was never because I was like, even when I'm on my retreats, I'm just like, okay, if they remember. If they don't remember any catechism, anything we taught them, yeah. as long as they go home knowing that they're loved by the Father, that's yeah. all that matters. Well, I mean, let's think about it, right? Um, I, I mean, you and I both have been on a lot of retreats, either given to us, we've given those retreats, and mm-hmm. I don't remember a lot of what I've said during my talks, like talks I've heard, right? Yeah, most but, stuff you only, if, if you remember anything, max it's three things. Yeah. And I think um, you're lucky if it's one. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, if I can walk away from, like, a retreat um, knowing mm-hmm. I'm loved by the Father, that's the most important thing, because, like, here's the thing I think, um, which I think you should agree That's with. enough inclination yeah. for them to continue. Because, like, it doesn't, like, catechesis and, like, curriculum is, like, good. Mm-hmm. But, like, you, like, none of that matters unless you pray, unless, like, you know that you're loved. Yeah, if they, if they understand that, like, I'm greatly loved and the Father wants to talk to me, they're more likely inclined to talk to him than saying, if you don't pray and if you sin, you'll go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're like, yeah. I don't know if I want this faith. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, I mean, so many... Yeah. Especially, um, cause, like, when we're baptized, not many people remember their baptism. Because, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of us babies, babies right? Um, unless you have an insane memory. Like, good for you. <laughs> um, and so, like, you know, like, um, when we're talking to people that are already baptized, yeah, a lot of them don't have, um, like, they don't understand baptism. Mm-hmm. One, and, you know, a lot of us don't, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, two, a lot of them don't know that they're loved. And it's like, no wonder there's no like fire or fuel to like to the flame because like if you don't know uh one that uh, you are a beloved son or son or daughter of the father if you don't know that um and like try to like accept that and like make that just like become your you mm-hmm. um then it makes no sense for me to like like to like i understand like people wouldn't want to try to go to church or like try to pray they don't know that because if you do not understand that god loves you you have no reason to do any of it yeah because it, it feels like a chore it feels forced um it's like why, why would you do it if, you, if there's no if you don't know that you're loved yeah it it's no yeah because well at the root of anything any human person ever does yeah it's a desire to be loved 
Every single desire is everything. Every, like any sin that happens came from a good desire, and that desire was to be loved. Um, now, did did they experience that love? Did they feel it? Um, maybe, maybe not. You know, typically, typically people don't. That's why they they that's why they fall into sin because they're just seeking the worldly things. That like I, it'll it'll give me that love. Yeah, because like every action, um, whether we know it or not, right, is seeking out God. It's seeking out um, God. Seeking the love itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet, you know, we. All, I don't know. We've always heard like we have this infinite-sized hole in our heart, and we try to fill the finite things. And, yeah. Like, then we get you know confused. Like, why am I not happy? It's like, well, you're like trying to put a triangle through a square hole. Like, I mean, it just doesn't work. That's why we have so many people that just spend most of their days numb. Ooh, I like that. I would say I would say numb because they get they they know that the void is there, right? Yeah. And you people try to fill it whether it's drugs, drinking, sex, whatever it may be. Yeah. Or or even just um surrounding themselves with trying to know as many people as they can, like not having that authentic friendship. Whatever yeah. it is, they're they're just they're searching for it and they, they try to just feel numb. Because yeah. if, if they don't have to feel that yearning, mm-hmm. if they can escape for a second, then they can then they they get this false facade of I'm complete. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like um I was reading a, a book called Peace of Soul by Fulton Sheen, which I really enjoyed. What a stud. Dude, he's a big stud. I'm going to name my baby after um, him. I'm going to name him uh, Peace of Soul. Yeah. <laughs> Peace of Soul, Ben. Um, but uh, that was so stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, he was saying, um, and Scott Hahn says the same thing in, in his book, Hope to Die, but like uh, basically um, to sum up that, there is a lot of walking cadavers mm. in our world. Um, if you don't know, like a cadaver is a, a dead body. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like, but people don't know that they are these uh, cadavers. And so like, like, you look around, like you see like, oh, look at these people. Like they're alive. They're breathing. Yeah. Right? But it's like, they don't have life though. Like that's the thing is like, they don't, they don't have like that life within them. It's like on the outside, they look alive. But on the inside, they're dead. It's numb, right? Mm-hmm. And I think even at times that like, you can tell when people are not um, are losing faith or like are in disbelief, because sometimes it starts to show on the exterior. Yeah. And in some ways, people are like, "Well, you like, you know, like dying before our eyes." Like we walk around on you know campus at work, you know, in downtown where uh, your city, right? And you see all these people, and a lot of those people are just walking cadavers, and they mm. they like we know it. Y'all know it, but those cadavers may not know it. And they're blind, is why. Yeah, it's because like they're, because they, it's the same thing. Like they, they feel themselves, um, and like all of us do, right? Well, with that that numb thing, I used to, I also say like, I think a lot of Catholics, mm-hmm. just people in general. Yeah. I think a lot of people in general, um, willingly become blind. Yeah. And I mean, like we we've, we've all done it at some point. Um, if you have a testimony, you've done it. <laughs> yeah. Where we, we become, we willingly become blind, and it's just because life, life gets hard, right? And even if we like, even if we we've had an experience with God, you reach that dry spell. Yeah. You 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 reach that time where where your your prayer's not not good, or you find yourself too busy, or like you lost yeah. your job, whatever it is, you know, like your girlfriend broke like, up with like you. Something bad may happen. And then you you kind of just fall into this despair, and like you yeah. know you're not hearing God in your prayer. And then people just, I, I, I can understand that. I mean, no one wants to, to feel pain and to suffer. Yeah. So, no, yeah, that, that's completely understandable. We'll be right back. 
Hey y'all, do you know that we have a Patreon? Uh, first and foremost, thank you to our patrons. Um, this show cannot be possible without you guys. And if you're not already a patron, we are asking you guys to consider being a patron. Because um, one, if you're a patron, uh, we're able to give you guys the best content possible. And uh, we can try our hardest to do that. And there is some perks uh, to being a patron uh, in, by supporting us on Patreon. Uh, some of them are early access to any of our videos, our podcasts, any exclusive content, free stickers, mugs, um, a personal date night with me. I take you out to dinner. I come to your city and we go out to dinner. That's worth it. <laughs> um, so uh, please, please, please consider being a patron and supporting us. It's uh, patreon.com living fully live podcast. But I think like the best way to handle those times whenever you're kind of in that desolation is with habits. Yeah. Because okay, I I love helping people just like realize the Father's love, but like I am very, I push, build up habits, build up a schedule. Because if you don't, whenever like, because if you just run on that Jesus hire for a little bit, whenever that you reach that time, when um, whenever you reach that dry spell, you're just gonna want to fall away because. If you're running on a Jesus high, whenever the Jesus high fails away, I, I the, at the summer camp I worked at, I once I made a prayer like this. Um, I, I I drew this big tree and it had no leaves; it was all dead. But yeah. I cut out a bunch a bunch of leaves and I gave them to all the campers. Sure. And um, I told them to because the the theme for that that year was uh, the silver and the seed. Oh, nice. Um, so it was about. We, I told them, like, like you need to, like, get your roots deep, right? You, and, I, and I believe how to deepen your roots is through habits. So on each one of those leaves, they wrote uh, a habit, something they wanted to go home. And I told oh, them, I was like, nice. don't don't get big. Don't tell me you're going to do a rosary. You guys are in middle school or younger. Yeah. A decade maybe, right? Even yeah. it's just just tell me something, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and just something basic that you, that you know you can do. And then they all went up and they put it on this tape that we had on all the branches. And then the tree just became alive. Yeah. I think, like, yeah, because... If you, I mean, I like to think about, like, in the terms, like, working out, right? Mm-hmm. That's the easiest thing for me to, like, relate it to. Yeah. But, like, like, when you're first trying to work out, if you don't have a schedule, like, I'm going Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 7 a.m., if you're like, no, oh, you know, I'll do it, you know, two, some, maybe three times a week, if you don't schedule it in, you won't do it. Yeah. But, like, you're going to do it, and it's not going to be good, right? But if you start with habits and you build it up, then, like, I know what's coming. I know what I'm going to do. Like, I know I told myself, I'm praying for an hour at this time. Like, I'm doing a decade of the rosary at this time. It's like, you're least likely to uh, not do it, I guess. No, it's because well, sometimes people don't like scheduling because they think that I'm not spontaneous. Yeah. I remember talking with one of, our, one of our friends, and she was saying, I'm spontaneous. I just like to schedule it. <laughs> yeah. Because like, most people are like, I'm spontaneous. Like, no, you're not spontaneous. You just don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. That's not spontaneous. That's just you don't have a plan. Yeah. Which is not smart most of the time because like you can schedule fluidly um like myself i'm a very fluid person mm-hmm. you know? yeah no you can do that or you have this free time set off like yeah no i'll, I'll go do whatever i'll, I'll go out yeah. with friends you don't have to um be yeah. strict to a thing if, if yeah. you if as long as you get your priorities done mm-hmm. and your priorities you know like the the stuff that uh why well, i'm blanking I'm on, on the word i'm trying to use but the stuff like that you can't refuse not to do yeah like the um non uh, negotiables yeah, yeah you, you want to always do your non-negotiables <laughs> and that stuff has yeah. to be like I, if, yeah. if working out is important to you it should be working out if it's eating three meals a day it should be eating three meals a day sure. um if it's prayer then you should p- prioritize that yeah. 
Yeah. And try to do it at the beginning of the day because if you schedule it at the end, you most of the time you're gonna end up not doing it's it. It's hard to do it at the end because stuff Dude, comes up. Yeah, it was like, oh, do you guys want like want to go down to like go out to eat or something like that? It's like, oh, okay, well, I really do. But, like I said, I would do this, but that's kind of. <laughs> but I'm hungry and. Like I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's like. We're really yeah. humans are really good at making excuses. Yeah, it's well, it's almost half enjoyable to cancel, like things. And like, I guess let me explain. Okay. Like, <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about canceling? Yeah, like, um, sometimes, especially when it's something that you know, like it's going to be hard to do. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it's like, oh, thank goodness we're going out to eat, and I don't have to go work out now. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. Did not like, want to make my body suffer like, today. Let's go to McDonald's, man. <laughs> like, Give me five McChickens. Yeah, five McChickens. It's a bogo. <laughs> <laughs> habits can change like that like you can change up your habits if you want like, mm-hmm. if you're going i like to think with your prayer and your habits have an arsenal it's best to have an arsenal because yeah. what you have is not always going to work yeah no, if exactly. you're always praying with lexio divina there's a time that lexio divina not work it's just not and you need to have another way to pray yeah but if you have an arsenal then you can go through whenever one of them is dry 100 percent. it's like that's why it's so good like to do research and like uh, just like try a different forms. That's why it's so good that you should join the Become Fully Alive movement and join in on our seven habits. <laughs> yeah, Each one of our habits has a reason. We do stuff like daily rosaries and 30 minutes of daily prayer. Working out. Uh, Sunday Lectio Divina. Yeah, it's and we walk through each of them one with you. So if you're like, yeah. I don't even know where to begin on a habit. And we understand you're going to create your own habits. But if we can give you the building blocks on how to yeah. do that, we want to do that. <laughs> yeah, because like these seven like sum it up pretty well. And, like Obviously... There's more underneath, like, each, like, big, like... Well, like a rosary. You have a rosary, and it's just like, well, what are you really diving into? You're diving into growing um, closer to Jesus through Mary. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's about coming closer to your mom. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It's like, but it's through reflecting upon her, her yeah, life in the mysteries. Mom's children, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a mama's boy. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, big mama's boy. Um, <laughs> but, like, I think of it as, like, a, like a toolbox um, of, like, I'm not going to try to hammer in a nail with like a screwdriver mm-hmm. like that just doesn't like what, yeah no it's what that? what tool do you need for the for the yeah, task like, if i know mm-hmm. i'm going to um be doing like this task like i know i can use one of these tools and some of these tools are not going to do it for me and that's okay yeah and like and i think there's this thing like of not getting discouraged when a um yeah like you go through a dry spell and you're like well this just isn't cutting it for me it's my fault it's like well, you have other tools. That's why I think devotionals are super important. Yeah. I think if, if you get books like devotionals or um, novenas, that's something you get to do every day. Yeah. That is structured for you every single day and, 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 yeah. how, you, and how you're going. So it's not on you of trying to figure it out. You have this, this system set up for you, like mm-hmm. um, Imitation of Christ or Imitation of, of Mary. That's a good they, yeah. y- you know, you just read a chapter a day, and they're only like a paragraph. Yeah, like, it takes like a couple minutes. And it gives you something to reflect on. Yeah. Like, that's why, um, like, uh, like personally. The saints I, had spiritual reading. Why do we think that we can go into prayer without spiritual reading? Yeah. Um, some saints said that, like, she won't, she can never go into, like. Without spiritual reading. reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, was it, it was Therese? Woman. Yeah. It, I think. I Therese think so. of Osu? Yeah. Maybe. I think the way we should spiritually read, though. Um, like There's only what you need. Yeah. Like, the, like the second you get hot, mm-hmm. it's like. 
okay, stop, 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 stop. Yeah, like, pray into like, it. Like, don't, like, don't go don't past it. Going to like, oh, this is so good. It's like, yeah, it's so good, but like, you can't put, um, like, yeah, sure, you can try to read a chapter today. Like, that's awesome. But like, yeah. you get to the point where like, you're like, this is like, this is awesome. it. <laughs> like, God, God wants to be like, okay, let, let's pray. Like, let's not. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to keep going. Reading five more pages. Yeah, then you forget like what you really need to dive into. Yeah, I was like, well, that was cool, but I don't remember why it was cool. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, True. Yeah, I think (laughs) that's something that like I mean I've made that mistake a lot. I like to write my books. That way I'm done with them. It's just so much pen, because I'm like underlining every single (laughs) sentence essentially, with like Fulton Sheen's books. His one on his one on Mary, um, the world's first love. If you open that one from me, it's it's every it's single. Black. No, I use blue. I, I use blue. I like it to, oh, wow. to stand out against the you the ink. You know me, I'm a hipster. But every single line is just underlined and underlined yeah. and circled. I have to underline when I read, but the bad thing is, is that I have really shaky hands. Mm. I don't underline straight, and so sometimes my my line will go through the words and then back down. <laughs> so, so when you know it just went super fast. Yeah, I'm like, wow. If I ever have to like, you know, like scan this to make a PDF for like students, no one's gonna be able to read it. Yeah, it's like I'm going to have to get a different book. <laughs> like sometimes it gets so bad. It's like maybe I should do it in pencil. But maybe. Like, no, because I push down too hard and then it breaks and then I get mad and like you know. I don't know. So it's just. It's the cross I have to bear. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Maybe someone will will have a pen for you to use that 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 helps with the situation. I don't I know. Maybe highlight. I could, but like I I underlining too much to the point where like a highlighter will not last me a whole book. Like I'll, I'll go through like it too fast because I I press down really hard for some reason, and like it bleeds through, and then like you know then you've got like orange, yellow, green like in the book, and it's like well what's going on here, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you I just use. Everyone's just knowing the deep dark secrets yeah, of, of everyone, you everyone underlining books. This podcast that uh, how my shaky hands, my books are just like bad, but it's really good <laughs> books. Really good books. Oh, this is living fully alive. Yeah, it is. Okay, and then we'll do like five minutes. Mm. Wait, was that a break? Yeah. Oh. Okay, because. The first break, we'll just do the religious show side. This one, Patreon, and then the last five minutes, and then whatever. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Welcome back. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> new evangelization is underrated. I think it is. I, th- I think it's okay. It, when I th- really think of it, I think of Mother yeah. Teresa. Because she said whenever people would go out to go on mission, and she'd be like, no, go home. <laughs> because you fail to love the people at home, which is where it's most important. Like, why do you think you can go out and love people that don't know Jesus Christ and who are, like, really in need whenever, like, you can't recognize the own people that think they know Jesus Christ but are, like, dying because they just need you to show them that love. And that, that's all it is. You don't have to be like, hey, do you know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Mm-hmm. You just have to let Jesus love them through you. And every single, like, situation is just, okay, like, Jesus – what do you want me to tell them yeah. from you? Not not what do I want to tell them or like how do I want to get worked up, but what do you want yeah. me to do? Yeah, it's like it's not about like proving a point. Mm-hmm. It's about like to me, I think if I could sum it up, um, like one or two words, it'd be love and joy. Yes. Uh, Benedict sixteen says that the new evangelization is um, given those who are deprived, like given joy to those who are deprived from the joy of the gospel, mm-hmm. um, which is you know love, right? Yeah. Because um, I mean that's the ultimate one of the ultimate forms of love. It's like. Um, the gospel right um, and I think like yeah 
it's um we can't expect to um, go out to those who are like just don't know Jesus when we're we don't do anything for those who already do. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and it's it's fun. It, there's there's true authentic friendship that comes from it. Yeah. I remember plenty of hilarious moments working at summer. I had a camper one time. It was the first day. First day. First day. And we have a bunch of field games, you know, just kind of get to know yeah. you stuff. And we're walking across, and, uh, and she goes, Caden? Uh, yeah. And he goes, have you ever had a crush on, like, a really pretty girl? No. No, I have not. That's <laughs> <laughs> when yeah, I have. And he goes, I think I have a crush on him. And I was like, okay. I think I'm in that place right now. And I was like, well, he was also, he was the type of camper that had a bunch of, uh, he had crushes like on all the girl counselors too. Oh, okay. He was smooth with ladies though. Oh. You could take a few lessons from him. I was just going to say, like, I see myself in that kid a lot. Mm-hmm. He was probably in like second grade. I don't know. Oh, wow. He was good. Well, I, I'm there also one of my co-counselors. We'd always steal each other's beds. So I slept in the breezeway, which is in between the two cabins one time, um, because there was just okay. enough. There wasn't enough bed, so I just I just moved into there. And um, one time I went back to my bed and it was gone. Oh, like right? Gone, gone? It was gone, gone. Like you it was. Had, like the bedboard. No, no, I just had a mattress on the floor. Oh, nice. And it was just gone. All right, and I'm like, and I'm just interrogating everybody. Yeah, it was it was all intact when I found it. No, I was interrogating everyone, and I, and I went into a cabin finally, and sure. one guy has two mattresses, uh-huh. some Princess and the Peace stuff, right? So I take it back, and I found out who did it, and I was like, okay. So I went and took his bed, and I uh, threw it on the roof. You dog. Yeah. <laughs> I threw it on the roof. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was extremely enjoyable. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, like, <laughs> I think these are, like, just fun examples of, like, living a life, like, fully dedicated to Christ doesn't mean it has to be uh, boring, right? Like, um, a life... No, living a life fully dedicated to Christ does not have to be boring. No, it's... It's joy-filled. Yeah, there's this... Um, it's about stealing your friend's beds and throwing them on the roof. This meme of, uh, uh, on Instagram that I saw. It's like, Jesus said, thou shalt not kill, not thou shalt not thrill. <laughs> like, I think... Because I think so often people are like, oh, but like, you know, like church mouses are so boring. And it's like, what? Like... Like the the joy from the gospel, like that's like that's like awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the cool. Stuff well, that's when you really get that true joy, and then yeah. you can you can do fun stuff like steal each other's mattresses. Happiness, right? And like, and that's when we don't throw mattresses on the roof, or when we're joyful, mattresses on the roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's it's all about. You don't need to be serious to be Catholic. No. You just get authentic joy when you're Catholic. Yeah, like for example, like uh, Pope John twenty third, um, a journalist asked him. How many people work in the Vatican? And he goes, about half. Like, how many people work in the Vatican? He's saying that half of them don't. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe he wasn't the most joyful person. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's cool. He's cool. Well, popes, you know, pop, popes are, you know, cool. Yeah. Successors of, of Christ. Speaking of John 23rd, fun story about him real quick is, so, like, you know in the Vatican, they have, like, the Vatican Gardens? Mm-hmm. Um he loved to take people on walks there, but he would schedule the sprinklers to go off as they're walking in the garden. Mm. And so that's good. Like yeah, a lot of people would just get drenched, just soaked in water. <laughs> and like it was all planned, but he would play it off and be like, "Oh my gosh, what? Like, who turned the sprinklers on?" <laughs> it was me. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, 
Thank you for joining us today on Living Fully Alive. Good time. That was a good time. Go out and evangelize. Use the new evangelization. Have some true authentic joy in the midst of all of it. Yeah. Go joy. Go love. Go love. Follow us on social media. Check out our website. And uh, we post new articles every single week, every single Wednesday. We post weekly podcasts and videos. Follow our YouTube. Check us out on Patreon if you want to run the show. And uh, follow us on Instagram. Become fully alive. And um, all that is linked in the show notes below. That's right. Thanks for joining us, guys. God bless. God bless you. Oh, 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 oh,